0: Today, September 10th, 2020, is World Suicide Prevention Day. This episode is unlike anything we've ever done here at Saturation, but it is one that has been such a long time coming. Here at Saturation, you are loved and you are not alone. Please consider this your trigger for suicide and mental health of all types. If you or someone you know is struggling, please call the National Suicide Hotline number at 800-273-8255. Welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kate Bethay, and I am one of the hosts here at Saturation this week um it is just going to be me until a little bit later in the episode normally if you're a first-time listener we record me and my lovely co-host grace lamb but this week it felt appropriate to have just me um, since i am really passionate about mental health and that is what this episode is all about i miss grace so much however this week we're not talking celebs we're not talking pop culture We did an emergency episode yesterday, so you should check that out. This episode, we are talking about mental health and suicide in particular. In case you did not know, September is National Suicide Awareness Month. This week that we're in currently is National Suicide Prevention Week. And today, the day this episode is dropping... Is World Suicide Prevention Day this is a topic mental health um, in general but specifically suicide is a topic that I am really drawn to and one that I'm really passionate about due to personal experiences and personal reasons if you're a loyal listener you know that I am often very open about mental health and and not one to shy away from that topic I feel like a lot of people um, the the conversation of suicide and mental health makes people uncomfortable um but because i've struggled with my own personal mental health i think it makes um it very easy not very easy but it makes it easier for me to talk about and discuss um on such just like a free and open way um it's really funny i do a lot of cool things (laughs) You can't see me, but I just like dusted off my shoulder, patted myself on the back. Um, I do a lot of cool things, not to brag, but I feel really blessed to have a blog and to have this podcast and have a really cool job and x y and z and i feel like i'm always having these little side hustles but one of my favorite things is advocating for mental health and being involved in mental health um, organizations and nonprofits and just spreading awareness and it's really funny out of everything that i do especially online you know on social media um the number one thing that i get people reaching out about or that i find in my dms is um, people talking about mental health and that for me is really special um just I mean, you know, like I mentioned, I have been through my own struggles and uh, I struggle with really bad anxiety and I was diagnosed with depression back in 2017 and I went through a really dark period that led down some really dark roads. And so um, I remember specifically... On April 26th of 2017 was one of the worst days of my life. I've talked about it very openly on social media, um, and I was hospitalized for mental health reasons, and it was during that time, it was probably, you know, looking back, I think thus far, that is one of, not one of, the low, it is the lowest day of my life, and I remember in that moment being so scared and so So unhappy and so uncertain what the future was going to bring. And I just didn't know what to do. Um, But I do remember that praying specifically to God and saying, if this is something that I can get through, if this is something that I can overcome, if this is something that I'm stronger than, then I'm going to take this and I'm going to learn from this. And I am going to to rise above this and once i do that i'm going to use that for the greater good and i'm going to help someone like myself who did not know that there were resources who did not know that they could talk about it who i mean to be completely honest with you whenever i was in the darkest moments in my life i thought i was the only one that was experienced what i experiencing what i was experiencing for real. No one talked about mental health. I didn't know anything about mental health. I didn't know that it was okay not to be okay. And that does sound cliche. I do understand that. I will never get over how I was feeling all these dark feelings and how I literally thought I was crazy. I, I thought I was losing my mind kind of like on a horror movie. That is exactly how I felt. That is the closest thing I could resemble to mental health. Frankenstein. That that to me was how I felt. Truly. I, I, that is complete honesty. And so it breaks my heart to know that there are people out there that do not know that it is okay to feel that way and so that is a large reason why i'm so open and adamant about mental health and about taking care of your mental health and about prioritizing it um there is there is nothing more important than that in my opinion or few things more important than that, especially right now in 2020 during this global pandemic. By the way, this is very scary, and I hope I'm doing this right. Like I miss Grace, can she come back now? I'm just talking to myself, I feel very weird. I keep pausing it, I'm not sure what's happening. Um, this is just a small caveat because I'm feeling insecure about the whole thing, but I think I'm doing good. So if I'm doing good, stop right now and just give me a good old thumbs up. Not actually, just physically hold up your thumb and and, and send me some support. I won't actually know you're holding up your thumb, but you know, like, I think that I will feel it in some way or another, and it'll probably come at a good time in my life. So just throw me a physical thumbs up right now in your car, in your house, wherever, because honestly, recording this alone is quite literally something that I have not really done before. And and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I digress. So every year around this time, around this month, around this week, around this day, I find myself wanting to do something, wanting to be proactive, wanting to use my platform, wanting to just scream it from the rooftops that it is okay to feel the way that you're feeling, right? We've established that. Just a reminder in case you somehow forgot in the last one minute and 30 seconds that it is okay to feel however you're feeling exactly right now in this moment. But I hope you're feeling happy since you're listening to me or maybe you're gonna feel happy later down on the episode. I hope so. Gosh, I'm getting so off track. This is why I need grace here. Okay, focus. So there's a few important things that you should know about this episode specifically. We're going to be doing two things. One, I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about what I'm doing today and what I've done this week in honor of suicide prevention. And two, I'm going to be sitting down and interviewing a magnificent light I'm so excited because Amy Wolf, the founder of Don't Give Up Signs, is on the podcast this week, is on this bonus episode. We haven't done a guest in a while, but this just felt right. It felt perfect. It felt needed. I think you guys are going to literally thrive from this conversation, and it's just needed in all of our lives right now, truly. like Whether you know you need it or not, you need it, so hold the phone, keep listening, because This conversation coming up is incredible. Before we dive into the combo, I want to talk to you all a little bit about the project I've been working on this week. If you follow me on social media, you might have seen that back in May, I painted a mural in Stuttgart, Arkansas, my hometown. Shout out. With one of my very best friends, Stephanie, my cousin Madison, my good friend Tisha. It was a really incredible experience honestly we did it because we wanted to get out of the house that was like deep in the in the bowels of quarantine we wanted to get out of the house and do something good and it was easy it was on the side of one of the buildings downtown that my parents own subtle flex but very proud of them as entrepreneurs you should check out their websites and socials the social shop coker hampton and polka dots god i am getting so sidetracked i apologize so we did the mural. It was incredible. It got t- uh, some some really cool attention and we, we were on the statewide news. Chris Tomlin shared it to his over 4 million followers. The mural was incredible and it was such a lot in my life. I did it in honor of May being Mental Health Awareness Month and it was just a really, really, really cool experience and one that I think that I'll well, I don't think I know that I'll never forget it, and, and and it came at such a good time. And I, I know for a lot of you listening and a lot of people that follow that it came at a good time for you all, too. So thank you for supporting the Be A Light mural. With that being said, after this mural debuted, things started popping off. People legitimately thought I was a muralist. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not, because I think I'm adding it to my resume. Truthfully, truthfully, I, I'm adding it to my resume because, one... I'm unemployed per se and two, I painted a mural. So that makes me a muralist. Quarantine may have given me a lot of things, some additional pounds, loss of employment. Regardless, it taught me that I was a muralist and for that I will be forever thankful. So then the phones were ringing off the hook not really but kind of i mean i kind of just wanted to say that but we did have a lot of people reaching out asking if we would do murals in said location really great like awesome like we i loved that people thought we did a good job and wanted us to do a good job somewhere else um but the big thing with be a light was that it was That is a motto that I live by. I was inspired by that. It was for a good cause. It was just good with the timeline. Um, I had a whole team that was helping me. Like that just, that wasn't just me. Again, shout out to the team. That wasn't just me. And so I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, I don't think we can do another one. Sorry, we're booked and busy right now. Not really. I'm unemployed, but sorry. We're just not going to do another mural right now. Well, fast forward to literally last week. I'm talking the end of August, last week of August. I was talking to someone about what I was going to do for Suicide Prevention Week and specifically World Suicide Prevention Day. And they said, you need to do another mural. You need to do one here in Little Rock. And I was like, you know, that'd be great. But I don't, I I don't, I I don't know. That seems like a real quick turnaround. And, you know, you got to have the team, shout out team. And you got to have the space You gotta have the time, you gotta have the money, you gotta have the energy, you gotta have the blessing from the Lord above Himself. There's a lot of things that you gotta have to paint a mural. I'm telling you, because again, I'm a muralist. And let me just tell you this I'm a big, firm believer that if something is meant to be, it will fall into place. If something is not meant to be, it will be very difficult. You'll face obstacles. Those obstacles might be molding you and leading you to a higher purpose but i believe that if something is meant to be especially from the lord it will kind of fall into place so i said you know what if we're meant to do this mural it will happen it'll happen long story short some connections were thrown together and um the city of little rock and the downtown little Rock partnership shout out commissioned me and the team to do a mural in downtown little Rock, the capital of our great natural state that is arkansas on Main Street of all places in a premium, premium location. Bada bing, bada boom. We threw up a design, not threw up, that sounds bad. We threw together a design and the team was available. Again, shout out team. And um, we did it. Did you hear that little lag in my voice when I said we did it? I, I said that because I'm not trying to be a phony. We haven't actually finished it yet. This is going to be coming out on Thursday, and if I was a real professional, I think I'd act like it was already done. But it's not done yet. It's almost done. We're finishing up tomorrow, Wednesday. This is going to come out on Thursday. Now you know the schedule. I'm not trying to bamboozle you. And let me tell you, the Lord has been at work in this mural, and I am being dead serious with you because, again, it fell into place really naturally. I do want to thank the Downtown Little Art Partnership for being so helpful and so just, like, hands-on with this project. Gabe at the Downtown Little Art Partnership is an incredible guy and works really hard, and I want to thank him personally for helping us get this done. Um, The wall that they wanted... To put it on um was very bumpy and so we said sorry we can't do that wall we're not actually muralist <laughs> but again we are actually muralist uh so um, he fires back and is like listen i'll get my concrete guy to throw up a layer of concrete you can me the dimensions you can paint on the concrete on the wall it's a beautiful wall it is just i mean it's breathtaking the exposed brick on this puppy is incredible and i am telling you the truth when i tell you that joanna Gaines herself would be shaking at this exposed break. I am talking way too much but listen here's the thing I am not gonna apologize because in the fantastic interview with Amy we mentioned the mural a little bit here and there and so it would be me doing you all a disservice if I didn't kind of break it down for you so then you fully understood whenever we have our conversation here in a few minutes so just hang on a second I'm gonna get to ya just breathe we're almost home, baby. You may have heard me mention this on a episode, maybe a month or so ago of the regular podcast. <sighs> Thirteen Reasons Why is one of my favorite shows, um, and not because of like the drama or, you know, the attractive characters, but because of the message and because of the role that it's played in my life and my mental health journey. So when I heartbrokenly heard that the final season was coming out, I did something I have quite literally never done. I went in May and I started watching the series from the very beginning and I watched it all the way through. I've never rewatched a show before, uh, quite frankly, because I just don't really see the point. But with this show, I remembered when the show came out in the spring of 2017 and I remembered this position that I was in and I remembered the person that I was and the place that I was, and that person is very different from who I am. When that show premiered, I was in the darkest place of my life. However, I really related to it and it opened my eyes up to a lot of things. And like I said, I, I don't think I'd be the advocate that I am today without this show. I also don't think uh, in a lot of ways that I would have been so quick to seek the help that I needed had it not been for the show. So, To the creators of the show, to Jay Asher, the author of the infamous book, which I have not read yet, but I am planning to do so very soon, to all the producers, Selena Gomez is an executive producer on the show, to all of the phenomenal actresses and actors who portray such dynamic characters on the show, thank you so much for the work that you've done, and thank you for the inspiration that you have been to me and millions of other people around the world. There's a lot of different opinions out there about this show. And you can say what you want about it. Sure. Parents, I don't think your teens should be watching the show. Honestly, I don't know if I should be watching the show. But it opened up a conversation for me. And it taught me so much about myself. One of the things that I really struggled with in uh, end of 2016... 2017 is disassociation. I had n- never heard of it. I didn't know what it was until this past season came out. Again, this was just in June. So, this show, even four years later, has continued to teach me about my mental health journey. The main character, Clay Jensen, uh, it finally shines light on his mental health and um, he realizes that he is struggling with disassociation. And whenever I saw this happening on the screen, It was this giant light bulb that finally went off because for me, so much of things that I went through finally made sense. No one ever told me that term. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, and I'm not gonna get into it because I don't. I'm not really a therapist or a psychiatrist, so I'm not gonna really give you the technical definition of it. Um, but it made a lot of sense for me. And basically, what it was for me was when my anxiety and depression was so bad, I was basically blacking out and not remembering what was happening, and then feeling even more like a crazy person because I didn't know what was going on, but because my anxiety and depression was so bad, I was disassociating things. I was totally forgetting things because my mind couldn't even handle it anymore. But little old me back in 2017 had no idea that disassociation was a thing. And again, Frankenstein. Literally thought I was going crazy, thought I was Frankenstein. I'd wake up places and be like, how did I get here? actually crazy and when clay jensen battled that in this last season it opened my eyes in ways that a television show never has and so to again to the creators of this show i applaud you for being such forces and not being afraid to tackle the hard things and not being afraid to talk about the things that people run from i mean i finished this show this past June after watching the whole thing in a row and I felt like I had been through very intense therapy a lot of good things happened to me through the course of watching this show all the way through for a second time and watching the new season which I had not seen before and I again I wanted to do something kind of like I wanted to do something see I'm connecting it I wanted to do something for suicide prevention week and world suicide day and I wanted to pay homage to this Fantastic show and this show that changed my life and impacted me in countless ways. And at the time, when I finished the final episode and I was bawling my eyes out and I didn't know what to do, all I knew is that I wanted to somehow tell the world about how impactful the show had been, I sat on it, I let it marinate, and then whenever this whole mural topic came up, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew exactly what to do, which is such a nice feeling, by the way. I don't know about you, but I never know what to do. I have a hard time making a decision, and so immediately I knew that this mural was going to be uh, inspired by the show 13 Reasons Why. After the show's first season premiered, they started in the second season doing this um, kind of sit-down special that they aired along with each season on the end of every season, where... Um, actors and actresses from the show sat down with therapists and psychiatrists and talked about the different mental health struggles their characters were going through. Literally, I highly recommend it. If you don't want to watch the show, sit down and watch this, these segments called after the 13 reasons, and you will be so inspired. It might be kind of confusing, but regardless for them to do this was such a good move. And as a viewer and as someone who was trying to figure out his mental health, it was extremely helpful. When I was re-watching the show... Did you know I rewatched the show? I feel like I've mentioned that a thousand times. Anyways... One of the things that really stuck out to me, one of the quotes, was from the end of the episodes, whenever they list um, their website and some resources, and also from this After the 13 Reasons Why sit-downs. Um, they routinely, multiple times, but the one time I remember hearing it very vividly was Alicia Bo, who played Jessica Davis on the show, said at the end of this kind of rant, quote, because the moment you start talking about it, it gets easier. And all of a sudden, I remembered hearing that when I was 21 years old and mentally unstable and thinking, wait, I should talk about this. I should talk about this. And when I rewatched it and saw it again, I said, wait, I should talk about this. I should talk about my struggles, but so should other people. And other people need to know that. And that's one of the most important takeaways for me from this show. Not to dig around for the past, but um, here we go. Back in 2017, again, when I was having a really difficult time, I remember hearing that and seeing things in different places that you need to talk about what you're going through and thinking, absolutely not. No one's going to understand this. No one feels the way that I feel. Uh, And so in March of 2017, again, April 26th was kind of my breaking point. But in March, I reached out to um, probably the person I trusted most um, at the time in my life. And I just sent this really deeply personal message of kind of my innermost thoughts. It was very um, illiquid, but probably seemed a little bit chaotic and manic um, looking back. However, I I still did what I was being told to do to talk about it and um this is no shade to anybody but that specific person um, received my message and didn't reply for at least two days I want to say it was closer to five but it was in the like two to five day range it was a long time and so for someone struggling mentally and for someone who is deathly afraid to talk about it to not receive anything back was life-altering and it sent me down a spiral that I almost didn't get out of but I did i'm patting myself on the shoulder you can't see me but i am it takes a lot of hard work to get a whole lot stronger but i did that and i'm very proud of myself and people come and go in your life for reasons that we will never know but at the time i mean that person i believed could really help me and they didn't and that was heartbreaking and terrifying and it just added to my thoughts of being crazy and feeling like i was alone in this and so My big thing to you listening is one, if you're struggling, please talk about it because I promise you that it does get easier. But two, if someone comes to you and wants to talk to you about their mental health or is struggling or is in crisis, there are a lot of different things that you can do. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But I want you to know that you may not know what to do. You're not a therapist. You're not a psychiatrist. I get that. But if someone comes to you and they're struggling with their mental health or struggling in any way, you need to do whatever you can to get them to someone who can help them. We're, again, we're going to talk about resources, but that moment in my life was very defining. I, I, I will never forget it. It shakes me to my core to this day to think about it and to think how I was literally just just barely hanging on and I couldn't even get help um, from someone who I thought could help me, but again, that's no one's fault. That's just the way life worked out, and it honestly made me a that much stronger person, and again, added to my advocacy for this. Enough talk about the mural. That's why we painted it. I felt like you guys should know, have kind of that understanding. We're going to circle back to it, as if you haven't heard about it enough, uh, to end the episode, but right now, we've got to get to really while we're all here. Don't Give Up Signs is one of my favorite mental health brands, and just through the years we've connected via social media and they graciously came on the podcast like i literally don't know how it happened i'm 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 in awe honestly they're doing such phenomenal work again we're talking to the founder amy we're talking about how she got started we're talking about her team we're discussing her book uh, she's friends with a very famous Bachelor alum, so there is a little celebrity in here, for those of you who are thirsty for that right now. We talked about her connections to 13 Reasons Why. I mean, you guys, it was meant to be, and I loved every single minute of it. I am sure you're tired of hearing my voice. Let's get in to this interview with Don't Give Up Signs, exclusively on Saturation. <music> Hi, Amy. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thank you so much.
0: We are so excited to have you. Amy, where are you right now?
1: I am south of Portland, Oregon, Uh in wine country,
0: specifically a small town called Newburgh. Oh, amazing. Now, okay, so did you grow up there?
1: Funny story. I grew up in Seattle, but I moved here to Oregon when I was young, and my husband and I met at Newburgh High School. Oh, I love that. So we are, our roots are here Certainly. And I think whether we like it or not, we'll probably stay here forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oregon is somewhere. I have several friends from Oregon and I've really been wanting to visit um, the Portland area specifically. So I need to do it's that. It's a only. really
1: cool place. I love and that. And if you come, do tell me. I will I will show you all my favorite spots or at least yes. recommend
0: them. I, Yes, I love some good recommendations. And I only asked where you are because I know right now during the pandemic, a lot of people are in different places than they normally would be. And for you guys, just a little background context Like, I'm in Central Standard Time. She's on the West Coast. So I just wanted to ask because I was curious. Um, So kind of as we get started, why don't you kind of intro, tell everybody a little bit about Don't Give Up Signs. I've said a few things, but we got you. So we want to hear exactly what you got to say.
1: Yeah. Well, I never saw this coming (laughs) <laughs> that, that I always tell people I accidentally started a global movement. Yes that I didn't anticipate I didn't ask for, has completely upended my life in a way that's been really beautiful. It started in April of 2017. Okay. I was sitting with some friends that from church happened to mm-hmm. be a, a church group. we meet every week just to do life together, and one awesome. of them's a teacher and said you would not you would not believe the suicide rates in our school district. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember what he said, but I remember sitting there going, what do I do? I'm a doer by nature. All my friends know, and he's the one who like, we talk about volunteerism, let's go. Where are we going? Where are we going next weekend? Let's all go. Like, Everything is just action oriented. To me, there's uh, probably some backstory to why I'm wired that way. But I just thought, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And as someone who hasn't really struggled with mental illness or uh, self-harm ideation, I was really intimidated by the Mm -hmm. subject entirely and not feeling qualified at all. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm just not qualified, not familiar, super intimidating, but gosh darn it, I'm going to do something. For years, I had this idea of yard signs
0: Okay.
1: for years and I, it was so lame. It was this mental <laughs> image. It was this mental image of this white sign with three words. Uh-huh. Don't give up. That was always the vision.
0: So, okay, so and that was that was before the 2017. You just Years
1: have... and years and years before 2017. I thought it was the dumbest idea, but I couldn't <laughs> shake it. I always thought about it. And so in April of 2017, I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, those signs I can do those signs right now. Yeah. I can print hope on a sign is what I can do. Mm-hmm. The day came, we got 20 printed on the back, said don't give up. On the front, 10 said you are worthy of love. And 10 mm-hmm. said your mistakes don't define you. We put them out in front of strangers' houses asking permission, specifically around the schools. And I remember putting them in my car thinking, dumbest idea <laughs> I've ever had.
0: I love this. I love it.
1: It was so dumb. It was so dumb. This will help no one. Mm-hmm. This is lame. Yeah. This is like you trying to do something good and it's just lame. Mm-hmm. I I was almost embarrassed that yeah. I thought I could almost pull up a seat to the table in the conversation mm-hmm. and, and try to do some good, yeah. but I was doing it anonymously. And at that point, thought, who cares? No one's gonna know me. (laughs) I like that. I've I've done
0: some things like that in in my lifetime before too. Started out anonymously, and that nobody knows.
1: Yeah, and then when it's successful, we can say, "Oh, let me share my story." Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we we stuck them out, and our community Facebook page where Mm -hmm. people post about garage sales or Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, they, people started commenting on our, our Newberg Facebook page, just where did these signs come from? And once the messages started saying, I want one, Mm -hmm. I want one in my yard. Oh my gosh, this helped me so much today. I thought, hot dang, I can come (laughs) out of the woodwork. I can say, Hey, it was us. Just my family.
0: Yeah.
1: It was my two young girls. We took them with us. It was my husband. Mm -hmm. Hey, it was just our young family trying to do something. Mm -hmm. not, religious not political yeah. no hashtag no money yeah just us
0: just positive yeah
1: just a young family responding to a crisis in the community mm-hmm. here's our story if you want to sign i can get you one i'll order more
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it caved it blew up in my <laughs> creepy <laughs> face <laughs>
0: that's amazing though that i mean that's when you kind of know i feel like when something like that happens that way There's something really special and magical about that.
1: There is something really genius about yard signs, which now we have other products. We sell them all at cost. Mm -hmm. We don't pay ourselves. I have a dream job Mm -hmm. that uh, is in addition to running this now movement. But we, the the yard signs were genius. And someone helped me figure out why. A couple months after the movement, just it took off in Oregon. And then it was all these different states. And then we got a website and all the things. Mm -hmm. And I asked someone once, she was talking about at a conference, it was a woman who was talking about how encouraging words don't help people. Mm -hmm. Stop plastering band-aids of inspiring quotes over Mm -hmm. people's gaping wounds. I witnessed the death of my brother when I was 14. And I remember people saying these platitudes of kindness and and God doesn't give you anything you can't handle from Mm. my faith community and um, what doesn't, you know, hurt you makes you stronger and all Mm -hmm. these things that I thought, just hogwash. I don't want to hear it. It's not helpful right now. And so I agreed with this woman at this conference, but I thought I just started a movement about (laughs) nice words. (laughs) Why does this work? Yeah. And she helped me understand the concept of moments of sovereignty. And the concept is that when people are minding their own business, driving in their car, Mm -hmm. and they look over and on the side of the road is a sign in the middle of nowhere, giving them the hope they needed and they see whatever suffering they're going through, Mm -hmm. any kind of suffering. Through that lens, they see the hope on the sign and they take it for themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. That's ah. the
1: moment of sovereignty where they yeah. no one's shoving it down their throats. They see it from their lens and mm-hmm. they take it.
0: Oh, I love that. And I think that's so true. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think the cliches and the things like you were talking about, I definitely understand. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Hearing different things like that when they're going through yeah. something and it not making a lot of sense but also one thing that I love about what you guys do is it's so simple like it's not one of these like you have to really digest it like I love some good long quotes like I'm not even gonna lie but (laughs) you gotta digest them you gotta kind of break them down but there's something so like peaceful and simplistic about what you all do and Mm -hmm. I totally understand where you're coming from and what you're saying with that because it's just the sim the simpleness of it is also very powerful.
1: Yeah, we've gotten a lot of recommendations. People get really excited, which is great. Mm-hmm. But they also send us a lot of ideas. Yeah. And we've always... It's always been really willy-nilly on what we put on a sign or a product. Uh-huh. But we we have thought, what can you read quick on a yard sign? Yeah. <laughs> so they're driving or short. walking or something. I mean, yeah. Yes, it has to be short. Mm-hmm. Is it vague enough where anyone going through anything would get meaning from it? And that's why... Actually, the signs don't have any uh, suicide hotlines uh-huh. or any additional resources for other nonprofits. Uh, that was a difficult decision in the first mm-hmm. couple months as we had really large organizations want to partner with us. Yeah, And we just thought with all the messages coming in about people suffering with an addiction, trying to mm-hmm. overcome it, leave an abusive relationship, fight right. cancer, going through a divorce, lost their job... It's like we wanted to keep the messages broad and simple mm-hmm. so anyone can grab the hook for themselves.
0: Absolutely.
1: But it came with kind of hard decisions along the way. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So that that's a peek into the evolution and why the messages.
0: I love that. I love that. And let me also ask you this. So is it just you? Do you have a team that you do it with? Okay. Just yeah, you.
1: Not me. Not just me. Oh, okay. I, okay. Have a small and mighty board of directors because eventually okay. we became a legal nonprofit.
0: Okay.
1: Honestly, because people wanted, people started sending us money.
0: Okay.
1: And although I can tell people, you don't know me, but trust me. Right. Uh, it started getting to the point where like, you should want me to have legal accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will become a legal nonprofit organization so that you can trust
0: mm-hmm. us.
1: Because we are accountable now to the IRS. Yeah. Uh, which that means is we, put, we put together a board of directors. Okay, Angie cool. was a college girlfriend mm-hmm. and she was the one I called in a panic. Angie, we've sold 150 yard signs in four days. Are we a business? Do I need a business license? What do I do? Are we a movement? Are we a nonprofit? She's like, Do you want to make money? No. Okay, you're not a business. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> she's been my phone friend. Do we brand the signs? No. The the integrity of the movement is that there's no branding. There's no website, which makes no business sense whatsoever. But she helped me really clarify the integrity of the movement. And so she sits on the board. The only other person on the board is Jessica, and she's our graphic designer. She's the one that printed my family yard signs on a whim years ago and got totally wrapped into something. (laughs) I don't know. She really wanted to commit to, but she is recommitted (laughs) every year.
0: That's amazing. And so, like, if something is being sent out or someone orders something for you guys, you're the one that's doing that.
1: You'll see Amy. Okay. You'll see the signature Vanji or see the signature okay. Jessica. It's just the three of us.
0: Cool, cool. I love that. And that's, oh, like, yeah. I feel like that, again, it kind of adds into the to the magic of it all. Like, there's there's something really special about that. So, shout out to those ladies as well because, obviously. Um, they don't they,
1: get all the interviews. I don't know if they like all the right. interviews. But yeah. they, they don't get a lot of the interviews. So, yes, shout out to them. They do a lot of hard yes, work.
0: Yes. Um, well, I, I have to tell you, too, because I, I mean, I, I wish that I could remember how I found out about you guys. Yeah. I think I, I, think I it was just so random. Like, I'm just so online. And so, like I don't even remember how it came to be. Um, I, I want to say it was just a Google search, like for real. Like, it was very, and it, like, it wasn't. It just, like, came upon me, and last year, and for anyone that's listening, and they might remember, last year for September and during Suicide Prevention Week, I ordered some of your guys stuff, and I went down in our downtown River Market area, um, where the mural is being painted yes. this week. And I saw this
1: video. Did you videotape this? Yes,
0: on YouTube. Yes. 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 I saw it. And so, yeah, and so that's kind of how I started following you guys, and I, I, I mean, I, 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 as far as I can remember, that's when I found you guys and I've loved everything since and um I've seen it on different times online and I feel I'm like oh my gosh I know them I know but I know that <laughs> you know it's kind of one of those things um and so and kind of circling back a little bit so you would say you guys started in April of 2017 yeah and from then it's been crazy um yeah. and that's also for me that's really interesting because my kind of with my mental health story I had some really really hard times in 2017, but in April 2017 specifically. So that kind of gives me a little chills that you guys started then. And that that's is kind
1: interesting. Of, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, we were talking a little bit before because the mural that I'm painting downtown this week is a quote from 13 Reasons Why. And pop, pop culture saturation, here we are. Um, it wouldn't be the same if we didn't mention something pop culture related. And so <laughs> Amy and I were talking a little bit before this and she said she had a little story tie in yeah. with that show. So I'm dying to know.
1: Yeah, I travel for work. I'm a speaker coach. I Mm -hmm. get hired by corporations to travel around and train up their staff to be better presenters. Mm -hmm. And I was in New York. I was, it's Lonely Hotel Nights. I'm being sarcastic. I have young kids. I love (laughs) Lonely Hotel Nights. (laughs) (laughs) And I binge on Netflix. Uh, Okay, yes. And that was one of the shows I was watching. And it was earlier in 2017, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was the one of the final episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when the main character is with a high school counselor, and he's like, "Dude, you knew. Why didn't you do anything?" Mm-hmm. And the counselor said, "I didn't know. She didn't really like." Yeah. And the main character said, "Well, you don't do nothing." When my friend told us of the suicide rates in April of 2017 mm-hmm. in our small town, that phrase popped into my mind where it's like, I'm not qualified. What on earth could I do? I don't even know. I don't even relate. Like yeah. it's so uncomfortable, It's so heavy and so dark, but I don't do nothing. And that was kind of the mantra that kicked my butt getting, making it happen. And then evidently that something turned into a really incredible global thing.
0: I Love that. And I think that, I mean, a little bit, that show kind of tied, I was going through things and while Mm -hmm. I was watching Mm -hmm. that show, because I think it came out in like March or February of 2017, kind of like earlier in that year. And so I hadn't read the book or anything, but I, um, it kind of tied into my journey and there were a lot of weird similarities. And actually, it, the show just ended in June and I went back like in May before the final season came out and watched it from the beginning all the way through. I don't really rewatch television shows, but I had just because I wanted to remember. And it was so therapeutic. And there were, there were a lot of moments, mm-hmm. kind of what you were saying, quotes and things like that, that really stuck out to me. And, mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of where the inspiration for the mural came. And so um, I know there's been a lot of, uh, especially the, with the first season, a lot of um, people have a lot of different opinions about the show. And um, I can <laughs> totally see all the different sides of that. Um, but I do love some positive things that have come out of it kind of like you're yeah. saying and um, that quote stuck out to you and I have yeah I have
1: couldn't i I I could not watch certain scenes right uh, and yeah. I uh this yeah I'm sure everyone everyone's entitled to their opinion. Right. I certainly thought if I have high school kids they're not watching no this.
0: exactly I <sighs> was kind of like can I watch this like I was in college I was I, like I
1: don't know if I,
0: and even I when I rewatched it I was like
1: Oh, okay. They do certainly push the envelope, uh yeah. but like you said, I think there's some positive things in it. Yeah. If you're in a good spot and being able to watch that kind of content and, yeah, and not exactly. feel triggered yourself, I think that's a tricky balance that um, they had to find. But it it gave me that mantra that yeah. really kind of yeah. t- made me take action on something that I just uh-huh. yeah uh, man, it just was so burdened by, but didn't know what to. I didn't know what my place was. Yeah. I have found myself uh, speaking at organ at uh, events surrounded by mental mm-hmm. illness or mental illness, and yeah. it's been uh, it's been interesting. I, I I often feel like I don't belong, and we can fill in the blank with any issue right now. Right, you know we're, you know racism i'm not a I'm not a person of color right? right so where's my seat at the table mm-hmm. maybe i shouldn't have a seat at the yeah. table maybe and so we we doubt uh what's my voice do i use mm-hmm. my voice whose voice do i listen to mm-hmm. and i'm really grateful that i pulled my seat up to the table yeah. on this conversation about mental wellness and i just want to encourage anyone If they feel intimidated by it, they don't feel qualified, maybe they feel a little too broken still with Mm -hmm. whatever junk they carry. Uh, I just want to remind me, you, and all everyone listening that there's a seat for everyone. Exactly.
0: I love that, that you pulled yourself up to the table. And that was kind of one of my biggest questions was how did this all get started. How did you do that? And you answered that so well. And I, I I can totally see how that happened. And honestly, I think there's a lot of people who probably feel the same way. I mean, myself included, I had more of a personal connection, like I mentioned, but yeah. I know a lot of people and especially it's funny because I feel like I do a lot of different things online, a, a lot of different genres and, and involved in several different things. But the consistent, the most things that I get... DMs about or whatever is not mental health, whether someone really? wants to know resources or whether someone mm-hmm. wants to know how they can get involved. And so I'm so glad that you said that, because this is going to be a perfect thing to point people to, um, to hear someone's story that wasn't necessarily didn't have a direct connection.
1: No, I, I am writing a book. I'm not sure if I told you that no. I shared it. Yeah. I got a, a literary agent reach out to me and said, uh, uh after I I think we were interviewed by the Washington Post last year. Okay. And as soon as that came out, I had a literary agent from New York reach out to me. My book comes out in April. It's very interesting timing. April? It's about spreading love. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's about loving well. It's about giving hope. It's about taking hope. It's uh, really kind of half memoir, half storytelling, okay. half wisdom and challenging and encouraging mm-hmm. all at the same time yeah but in it why am i telling you about the book not to sell it because it's not on pre-order yet i remember what you were saying do you remember what you were saying kind of oh, i'm just mm. saying how you
0: pulled your own seat up to the table and um how the, i think that's gonna be really inspiring for people that don't know where they need like where they can get their voice yeah. from or what they need to do but-
1: I, must have, I it must have triggered that I wrote about that in the book. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it was more insightful than that, but I, there is this rallying cry that, mm-hmm. you know, we count ourselves out, we think other people will help and yeah. other people with more money, more resources. or And we just need to stop, we need to stop thinking that we have to check all these boxes to do good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one wants a hero. No mm-hmm. one needs someone flying in with a cape to try to fix problems. Mm-hmm. But we do need people to come in side by side yeah. and say, I might not even understand what you're going through, but I'm yeah. here. I'm unafraid of your pain. I will wait in the wings. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't want someone sitting next to you, I'm here for when you want someone. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what we can all offer. Whether yeah. we feel in the messiness still ourselves, we can still offer our solidarity.
0: Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I totally understand that. Also, I want to circle back to the book for a minute because I just want to know how the book writing process has been for you.
1: Oh, have you written a book?
0: No, I mean it's literally. you it's, want it's, to? Yes, it's kind of like on my like I have a manifest list of things that I manifest, and so I guess kind of like a um, a, a bucket list, but I call it yeah. manifest list. Um, okay. But I feel like I, I do know people that have written books, and I just am curious about how that's been for oh, you.
1: It's Kate. It's so weird. It's um. Well, I had to write a. Book summary to pitch Uh to publishers. Okay. Try writing a book summary on a book you didn't set out to write. I was. And you have to have it in. You have to have it in a few weeks. This outline of sorts, and you have you're you're just making it up. I don't. So the actual I should go back and read the book proposal. Mm -hmm. I have no idea if it actually reflects the book that was written. I love
0: that. But
1: there's a lot of steps to the process, which is why I'm really grateful I had an agent who knows the world and navigates the lingo found a great publisher so uh it's been really positive it was not as hard as i thought it came as soon as yeah i wrote when i was inspired i had time so i was able to write when i was inspired and it came
0: that makes sense that's awesome a lot of people i've heard just people say that writing a book is very therapeutic in a lot of ways and so Mm -hmm. um that's really cool i'm very excited for you thank you so fun i can't wait to read it i'm a big Book person, I like to read, so I'm definitely gonna have to be hitting that up because that sounds right up my alley. Yay, Congratulations! And if you send
1: me your mailing address, I will send you a signed copy.
0: I would love nothing more. <laughs> um, so, I one of the questions that I was kind of just wondering was how you guys got your ideas for different project products and things. Ah. And you said that a lot of people sent in ideas, and so that kind of answers that. Um, and but I just so the yard sign is really your favorite thing that you guys do. Would you say that's true?
1: Ooh, that's my favorite. Uh, Yeah, probably the yard signs. That's where it started. I was at the bus stop a couple of weeks after the mm-hmm. movement started with my girls waiting for the bus. Mm-hmm. And a mom was standing there and said, my teenage sons would probably love wristbands. I said, wristbands? Yes. Uh, I thought it was so Lance Armstrong. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, the yellow wristband, people are over it. Yeah. And I said, "Whoa." Well, So I printed like maybe a couple thousand, Mm -hmm. a thousand something, and they were, I mean, sold so fast. I think we're at, I just ordered 10,000 more. We must be at 200,000 wristbands or more that we've sold over the last couple of years. Yeah. And we sell them at cost, so they're super cheap. So schools are buying hundreds at a time Mm -hmm. and and all these different uh, summer camps and foster kid camps. Yeah. All these different uses, people are just buying them in quantities. So the the wristbands was a fun addition. People hand them out a lot. So the stories okay. of the wristbands are yeah. fascinating. Um, someone was handing, I think she handed out two thousand wristbands at a Dave Matthews concert in Oregon. Okay. Just
0: uh-huh. and
1: then story of people going, what what is this about? Uh-huh. Right? And so she got to share her own story of why she was doing it. So it's a it's uh the wristbands are a fun one. Car decals are fun. I had a couple weeks into the movement, an an acquaintance from high school say, I have a town car service. I shuttle people to the airport and you should do a car decal. I was like, car decal? (gasps) Think of all the people that could see, don't give up or you matter. And so we did those. We sold thousands of those. And the thumbs up I get driving down the interstate or the honks and the waves. I mean, it's weird. That's cool. Mm hmm. So those are fun ones. I like the tokens that Mm -hmm. create this kind of invitation for strangers to really feel a sweet, kind of beautiful, quick connection.
0: Yes. Yes. I I can totally see that. I mean, because I kind of did that, like I mentioned, last September. And so anyone that's listening, I would tell you guys that you need to check them out. If you want to do something, even Did you
1: do a photo shoot with... Like I did. Buttons I did.
0: I did. So I basically took the buttons and I didn't really think it through necessarily about like <laughs> the temperature because I'm in Arkansas, so it's still really hot in oh. September. And so I was like, I can't put these on a t-shirt. Like it's going to be like two. So I was like, I'm just going to have to like wear this jean jacket and do the thing. And I did. And I did it for the p- photo shoot. And then I just walked around and handed them, like just p- took them off and handed them. You and
1: did?
0: You're totally right. Like you were saying about the one girl at the Dave Matthews con- concert. You, it some people just, like, move on, whatever, take it, whatever, but yes. then it does open, like, it opens you, yourself, the person giving them out, to share a little bit or, I mean, yes. Like, that is, that's such a cool thing that it can kind of travel and move like that. So um, can. I absolutely loved getting to do that. That was really fun. And I am I, I really like hearing that it started with the yard signs. I feel like I kind of knew that, but that uh, – it's cool to see like your evolution in a way from this to that, to that, you know, all around. So how awesome. Um, You,
1: you tagged me on a big thing this week. You were so excited to see the signs appear on your Instagram feed.
0: Yes. That, okay. You are like reading my mind because that is what I wanted to talk about next. Okay. So, so basically we've talked about this person on the podcast before, because again, pop culture, entertainment, Um, and so for any of you listeners out there who've listened before, you've heard us talk about Derek Blasberg. He is the head of fashion and beauty at YouTube. I follow him. He's like from the Midwest. I feel like he's like runs in a lot of these circles because of his career. And I had talked to you and we had scheduled doing this. And then like the next day I saw him post the signs. I was like, what the heck? Like I was, (laughs) I was geeking out over it. Honestly.
1: It's so, it's so fun. Uh, it's so fun when, to be honest, I get a tag, you were tagged in a comment mm-hmm. and I thought, hmm. so I kind of follow it and it's like, you were tagged in a comment where someone on Instagram saw someone post about our signs, yes. but not really know who we are in the commenter is like, it's don't give up signs. I know where those are from. I yes. actually know that organization. <laughs> I was like, you have to
0: see this. You have to know, like his post was beautiful. And uh, I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure that happens often to you guys, just, different people like you're saying getting tagged in things and you're like yeah. oh my gosh that is that is really cool is that one of the most um like i guess i don't know i mean he has a lot of Followed. followers but yeah
1: yeah uh that i think it was a i think he had a i didn't know i don't know who derek is so i'm glad you gave me a oh little my gosh. quick. He,
0: he has here. exactly a million i'm looking right now so
1: yeah okay one million yeah we I think for an individual, mm-hmm. yes, we, uh, tank. is it Tanks Good News?
0: Okay. There
1: have been some couple million uh-huh. follower c- accounts that have tagged us before. Uh-huh. Uh, we can always tell as soon as Derek posted his thing, and I think you shared, I think you tagged us, maybe another person, uh-huh. we saw over the next, I think, 24 hours after that, in, in t- uh, yeah. kind of ticked orders. Uh-huh. So we can, sometimes we get the tick in orders and uh-huh. we know, somewhere, something, but we don't know who, we don't know, I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes I Google our movement and I find news articles and news coverage on TV that I, I never knew existed. Um, And so it's, it's crazy. It's so wild. But uh, I would say Derek's probably one of the most visible. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my good friends, Tinley, she's a childhood friend, was on three bachelor shows. She was on Bachelor, she was on Paradise, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, and do you remember when, um, what was the other one before Bachelor in Paradise? Oh. The house? Yes,
0: Uh, it was like. Nest,
1: no, Bachelor Nest, no, hold on, it's something like.
0: I I know what you're talking about. And if Grace was, is here, she would know because she's the bachelor. Like, she was oh, the bachelor. Uh,
1: I'll remember by the time we're done. But she was on three of the franchise shows. Um, she's happily married now and just yeah. uh, about to have her first child. But she has quite a following and she's posted about yeah. us before. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, hit and miss here and there. Uh, no other really huge names. We'll see. That's might, cool no,
0: you never know. And I mean, honestly, like I, I love I mean, I'm sure it's cool when people like directly tag you and like set, you know, but that's he didn't he had literally no idea. And he just posted that. And that was so cool to me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, and he's I mean, obviously, I don't know him. He seems very nice. And so I feel like <laughs> like, I don't know. He seems like. Could person. you be best
1: friends in real life? Yes, I definitely think so. <laughs> and it's
0: funny that your friend is. um is who you just said, Tinley, Tinley, right? Mol- yeah.
1: Tinley Molzahn okay. was her name on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I remember when I was younger, my mom would always watch The Bachelor, Bachelorettes, those shows. And I remember I'd like be sitting in the room, like doing homework or whatever. And I remember when, like The Bachelor's obviously very cool. And so, but I've just never watched it. And when people have said, like when they're talking about The Bachelor, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I really love this girl on that show named Tinsley. And I, that's all I, because I, I, I just <laughs> remembered that name. Like I just remembered because it was—it's such a unique name. and so that's funny yeah. that you mentioned that. Because that's who I always yeah. say when I'm like, I watched it back when she was on the show.
1: <laughs> it was. Can I tell you, watching a good friend be on a reality uh-huh. TV show with that on that scale—oh god—was one of the most painful, awkward. My husband and I would just watch through our fingertips, like, oh my gosh, yeah, we just know them. It feels so different. I'm.
0: I'm so sure. I've never had that experience, but I cannot imagine. And like I said, Grace is the kind of reality guru. Of the Saturation yeah. Show. So she kind of every week tunes people in on that. Grace but I should love have listening. been
1: here. Grace, you should have cleared your calendar. You she have should have really added this conversation. She should have been here. I'm kidding. Uh,
0: um, But yeah, I'm so glad that Derek posted that. And it was just, yeah. again, the timing was really weird with I had talked to you and we had talked yeah. about this and so that was that was really 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 incredible um I guess just the next thing that I wanted to ask was just like do you have any exciting things coming up obviously the book so that's great huge. um and obviously I guess taking a lot of time and energy and all those things but anything else or any things that you want to tease or
1: yeah well there's uh there was something that was supposed to happen this year that was huge okay For the movement, Mm -hmm. and for me personally, uh, Mm -hmm. all at the same time, that got postponed because of COVID. Okay. So Uh, next year, something really cool and big. Okay. I'll just say it's a big speaking gig. Okay. Where many, many people can watch online. Okay. uh, Forever and ever.
0: Okay.
1: And so that big, big speaking gig in front of like 7,000 people will happen next year now. Well, we think... next summer. Uh, So that will be a big deal for the movement. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll be a little bit of our story. Uh, The book is huge. That's kind of a personal one for me. Uh, It really um, walks through my story. So I wouldn't even say it's the movement's book. It's my book about the movement.
0: Oh yeah, Uh, absolutely claim that.
1: And then everything else with the movement has happened organically on accident, uh, kind of grassroots. And so I don't know what's next. We've done some billboards. People have sponsored them. We had a mental health clinic reach out to us and say, we want to put your stuff on the billboard. And we said, we will design it, but we will only do it if you don't put your logo or website and we won't put our logo or website. And they said, great. Oh, so love that. there was a big billboard that just said, you matter. And that's it. Nothing I else. It. I love that. I love that. So more of those would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I always thought a hot air balloon <sighs> would be the coolest.
0: Oh my gosh. You're so creative. Right? I love that.
1: So if I were to dream big, those things are kind of way out there. I don't know what's next. I thought this would fizzle out within a month or two. Uh And that was a joke. Now hindsight,
0: those are honestly the best things. And I think a lot of people pray for those things to come into their life, something like that. So how incredible that, you know, that's happened to you and your team and your family and in such a really, really, like I said, magical way. I feel like that is just so inspiring to a lot of people. And, kind of on the note of organically like that i think that's really cool too because it's kind of whenever you're inspired by something or whenever something comes your way or you come in contact with something it sounds like you guys kind of take action and follow that lead so i'm excited yeah. to follow along and see where your inspiration <laughs> takes you um and speaking of inspiration just kind of as we wrap up do you have any accounts that stick out to you that you follow for inspiration i'm always looking for yeah. a good inspo but i also know obviously the people listening are as well. So if there's anybody that you wanted to give a shout out or anything that you've seen recently, I would love to
1: hear. I actually thought about this because, okay, behind the scenes, you did send me this question Mm -hmm. in advance and I was thinking (laughs) about it. I'm so bad. (laughs) No and yes, I did meet uh, a gentleman named Brandon who is in charge of the good 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 co on okay. instagrams he does the good good newspaper okay uh, it's a newspaper filled with inspiring mm. articles and stories Not heard about and that. so i mean thank goodness we need more positive news yeah. uh, and so uh, i followed them really really great really uplifting mm-hmm. balances out my news feed yeah <laughs> so yeah. that's important
0: people need that and
1: then people like <laughs> natasha morrison is mm-hmm. a beautiful, powerful, confident woman of color who mm-hmm. I am learning a lot from right now in listening. Um, so, and then Jessica Honiger is the CEO of the largest fair trade jewelry company okay. in the world. And she's just super inspiring. I love that. So yeah, trying to diversify the voices I listen yes. to, to be well, honest, that's, that's uh, important. trying to be a little bit more intentional.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for doing this. Yeah. Um, lastly, tell everybody where they can find you, your website, your handle. I'll probably mention it at some point before, after this as well, but just give it a Do it, it, it again.
1: again. Sure, you can find our products and hear a little bit of our stories and story, uh, our story and other people's stories at don'tgiveupsigns.com. And then on social media, which is just Facebook and Instagram, you can find us at don't give up signs our handle.
0: And like I said, I highly recommend following and their website is so fun to look around and you guys have some stories on there that are really cool as well. So congratulations. Yeah,
1: and I, let me tell you, it's my least it is my least favorite thing doing the social media. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Content creation, I get why this is people's careers. It is so much work. But that being said, if you do follow us and you do send us a message and you do tag us, know I am the person, the only person okay. that's really responding. There's a live person. It's me behind the account. And it's really that. personal to me.
0: I love that. And that's important. And you guys, I will say, do a really good job with outreach. Because when I tagged you in things last year, you were liking. and So you guys do a good job with social media, I'm trying to say. And no, no. Not not
1: you guys. Cade, me.
0: You. It you're right. You're right. You you're, you're right. you. you're right. You. you are right you
1: my board of directors will not touch social media they say amy you do it we'll do anything else so it's just me
0: well you do a really (laughs) really good job and i'm excited to see it grow and follow along and um thank you for doing Uh, this today and being here and this is kind of one of our first episodes we we did an episode back in jan not january june for the whole black lives matter movement but this um, is I, like I said, I've wanted to do a mental health focus episode for a really long time. And so it means so much that you joined me today. So thank you so much. And uh, um,
1: yeah.
0: hopefully we'll see you soon and everybody will follow along. And like I said, we can't wait to continue keeping up with you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting us into the, me into the conversation <laughs> and just really grateful that with us hard and messy You know, that life can be sometimes that we're all in this together.
0: Exactly. That is a perfect way to end that and say that. Thank you so much, Amy. Thanks. I'm sorry. Can we just take a minute to just breathe and talk about how incredible amy is and how incredible her mission is how incredible everything she's doing is what a light she is like i cannot stop thinking about it i feel so inspired and i hope you do as well i'm low-key very stressed recording this because i now see that it's over an hour and i really apologize but Sorry, not sorry. This topic's important, and this conversation was excellent, and I wanted to tell you all about the mural and about my most recent project that we did in honor of suicide awareness. And to make this episode a little longer, I am now going to cut to my interview with Brandon Flynn, who plays Justin Foley on the hit show 13 Reasons Why. Just kidding. I will tell you that I did reach out to basically everyone that was involved in the show um, that I could find. I talked to some managers. I talked to some publicists. I talked to some people directly through DM. And I really wanted to get someone on here for you guys so we could talk about the show and its impact and get a little bit behind the scenes. Um, However, that did not work out this time. But I know that one day I will be talking to someone from the show and we're going to get to carry on this conversation um, in the future so stay tuned for that. With that being said, I do want to thank the people that were involved in the mural project and in this episode. Obviously, Amy from Don't Give Up Signs, my heart is forever indebted to you, and I cannot wait to read your book. I also would like to thank Lane Rosen, who graciously donated all the supplies, the paint, the paintbrushes, everything that it took to paint the mural. Um, She graciously donated. She's an advocate as well and she has lost someone to suicide and been impacted by suicide and her contribution to this just really honestly means the world so Lane if you're listening thank you so much. I also want to thank the City of Little Rock and the Downtown Little Rock Partnership specifically Gabe Holstrom for helping me do this and asking me and allowing me. I feel really lucky that I got to do this and I feel really grateful for those that were involved and I feel really proud, um, and I feel really proud for a 21-year-old me who never really saw a way out of this, who is now quite literally painting murals on the side of buildings in Little Rock, Arkansas, of all places, advocating for something that he didn't think he could ever get through. So wherever you are out there, 21-year-old Cade, I am proud of you, and you should be proud of yourself, because you did it. You got through it, and you get through it every day, and you're a better person because of it. This mural and this project is in honor of anyone who has lost someone to suicide who has been directly or indirectly affected by suicide. It is for all those who have been suicidal or had suicidal thought. It's for those who we've lost to suicide and their families who miss them dearly every day. And most importantly, it's for anyone who listens or anyone who sees this mural and feels like they need help. And I hope that this inspires you to get help, or at least I hope it inspires you to talk about it. I've been there, I know that that step is the hardest, but I promise you that it does get easier. Suicide takes over 800,000 lives globally per year. And in my opinion, the first step to lowering that number is talking about it and being open about it and normalizing it. Check out Don't Give Up Signs and go take a look at the mural that we painted in downtown Little Rock. I'm sure by now there's going to be a picture on my Instagram at wcadebethea, C-A-D-E-B-E-T-H-E-A, Or if you'd like to see it live and in color, you can visit the mural at 417 Main Street, Little Rock, Arkansas, on the side of the Little Rock Technological Park building. Thank you for listening, and we will see you back next week with our regular episode here at Saturation. Love you guys.